This is the daily lectionary comments for Tuesday of uh, Easter 6 from Numbers, chapter 9, verse 1 to 23, and from Luke, chapter 16, verse 1 to 18. Okay, we're Numbers, chapter 9. Uh, let me give you a little bit of the uh, scenario here. Um, the people arrive at the foot of Mount Sinai in Exodus, chapter 19. They have been there ever since. So throughout the remaining chapters of Exodus, all of Leviticus and these first nine chapters in Numbers, the people have been camped at the base of Mount Sinai. God has been delivering commandments uh, to Moses. Moses has been delivering these things to the Israelites. The tabernacle was built uh, uh, during this time, and the people have been waiting there. Now, this is about the change, actually. In Numbers chapter 10, that'll be tomorrow's devotion, um, the Lord is going to issue the command for the people to leave Mount Sinai. They will never go back, okay? So they were there at Mount Sinai for a little over a year, and then they're going to set out from Mount Sinai and start heading toward the promised land. But that's for, that's for tomorrow. Now, today, what I want to talk about uh, is uh, this, this pillar of, uh, of, of cloud. I'm going to introduce to you a word. Um, the word is Shekinah. Shekinah is a Hebrew word. It's used by Jewish theologians. It's also often used by Christian theologians to refer to this cloud or to refer more generally to the presence of God as, as indicated by a, a pillar or a cloud um, to show that God is present in a place and, and that place where he is present uh, is holy. It refers to the glorious presence of God. And we are actually, we're, we're not introduced for the first time to it here, but we're given a more detailed uh, view of how the, the Shekinah, the presence of the Lord, actually manifested uh, itself while the people were in the wilderness. And actually we'll see that he, he, uh, he manifested his presence elsewhere also. I want to take you back uh, and think about uh, uh, sort of the history of this, uh, of this Shekinah, this cloud, because we've, we've ran into it before. When, when Moses came upon the burning bush, it's kind of the first time that we, we come upon uh, uh, the Lord manifesting himself in this way. So Moses in the burning bush. And then uh, Moses, of course, goes to Egypt and brings the people out from Egypt. But you recall that on, uh, on the, 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 the time of the Exodus, when the people were first brought out from Egypt, the pillar, uh, a pillar of cloud also accompanied the people. And, and when the folks, uh, when, the, when the Israelites were trapped against the Red Sea and the Egyptians were bearing down on them, Remember that God positioned himself in a giant pillar of, of fire between the two parties, keeping the Egyptians separated from the Israelites while the Red Sea was being parted. So we, we have already the Lord's presence in this, in this cloud. And then when the people get to, to um, uh, Mount Sinai in Exodus chapter 19, the pillar of cloud appears there too, but this time actually on the top of Mount Sinai. And it stays there, and this is a big black billowing cloud, and and loud with with uh, thunder and the voice of God, and the whole time that the people are there in uh, in at Mount Sinai is this cloud, on top of Mount Sinai, and uh, it talks about how Moses goes up into the cloud, 
uh, and would come back down again. So we have the, the presence of God in Mount Sinai. Part of the legislation that Moses was given was to build the tabernacle. We went through all of that from, uh, and the tabernacle was finished. In Exodus chapter 40, the tabernacle was finished. And when it was finished, we are told that the glory of the Lord filled the temple and this cloud filled the tabernacle and nobody could get near it. By the way, uh, I've a number of times gone back and forth between using the word temple and tabernacle. Uh, they get used back and forth. Uh, they refer to a similar thing. It's the, it's, the, it's the sanctuary. It's the place where God dwell. But the tabernacle is a tent structure, temporary. Uh, the temple is a permanent structure that wasn't constructed until uh, the Israelites were actually in uh, the Holy Land and it was constructed in Jerusalem. But before that, they only had this tent that could be moved from place to place. And of course, the tent is what went through uh, went with them through the wilderness. So we have the glory of the Lord, the Shekinah, there attached to the tabernacle. Eventually, uh, and, and, and then, and then our, our, our lesson today talks about how uh, the, uh, on, on, on verse 15 says, on the day that the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered the tabernacle. And we hear about that in Exodus chapter uh, 40. Verse 22 says, whether, and, and then that cloud would stay with the tabernacle and periodically the cloud would lift and move. Now it hasn't happened yet, but it's going to in chapter 10, the cloud's going to lift and move and the people are going to set out from Mount Sinai. From that time on, the people would follow wherever that cloud led them. If the cloud rose and moved, then they packed up the, the tabernacle, at least the Levites did, and, and they, 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 would, they would march behind this uh, cloud until it came to rest somewhere. And then they would uh, erect the tabernacle and, and uh, the people would camp around the tabernacle and this pillar of cloud by day and fire by night would indicate the constant presence of the Lord with his people. When they finally made it into the promised land, uh, eventually Solomon would build a permanent structure called the temple. And we learn uh, that when that structure was completed, very much like when the tabernacle was completed, then the cloud and the glory of the Lord filled the um, temple now, showing that the Lord is present there. Now, you might also want to point out that uh, uh, in the New Testament, when Jesus goes up on the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, uh, a cloud uh, covers him and envelops him and Peter, James, and John. Within this cloud, they not only see Jesus transfigured, but also Moses and Elijah with him. That also is a reference to this Shekinah, the presence, the glory of the Lord. And you remember that Peter, James, and John fell down on their faces because, again, the holiness of the Lord and his presence. So that we're introduced to that. And uh, so we want to remember that whenever the people, wherever they were camping, there was this visible sign that God was in their midst. There in this pillar of cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. And he led them throughout their days in the wilderness. It even says, uh, verse 23, at the command of the Lord they camped, at the command of the Lord they set out. Now Luke 16, Jesus tells this wonderful little parable of the dishonest manager. Um, this guy is a crook and, and he deals crookedly with other people's money in order to essentially take care of himself. And shockingly, Jesus says that you, the, the sons of the, of the light, ought to be as shrewd as he is. What he's really saying, he's not encouraging us to be dishonest in any way. What he's saying is, look, 
the stuff of this world, whether it's money or possessions or anything else, you can use it and you do use it to take care of yourself and, and give you what you want, security and all that, but it's going to fail you. Sooner or later, it will fail you. So be wise like this uh, dishonest manager and, and use the stuff of this world to acquire for yourself something that will not dissolve away when this world dissolves away. Use it to secure an eternal welcome in the world to come. Use it for the purpose of the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus is saying, rather than just squandering it all on yourself, because it will fail you. And if that's all you've used the stuff that God has given you in this world for, then you will lose everything. So that's uh, the parable of the dishonest manager, just a, a point on that. Uh, I want to point out uh, that verse 16 is, is an odd verse. It says, the law and the prophets were until John. And then the good news of the kingdom of God uh, is preached and everyone forces his way into it. You may wonder what that means. And so do I. And opinions about this verse are all over the place. And it's just, it's not certain what Christ meant, uh, whether he meant that uh, people were reacting violently to the coming of the kingdom of God, or that people should really urgently, uh, uh, you know, and forcefully try to get into the kingdom of God. It's not clear. So I'm making that point not to clarify it, but just, just to let you know, it's not clear to anybody. So you're, it's probably not going to be clear. Uh, to you either. 